A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by the folks at Renthal and Maxis. Thank you for listening. This is the... Uh, 2020 Geico Honda test. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Thank you for listening. Flyracing.com, please check them out. By the time you hear this, the 2021 Fly Racing gear will be out. And uh, please check out all the stuff that they did that. Big, huge changes in the kinetic line of gear this year. Uh, new colors, of course, new styles, and all of that. From the uh, FR5 boot to the Formula Helmet, Fly Racing's got you covered. Blake Baggett, Justin Brayton, Zach Osborne, and more wearing Fly Racing. So go to your dealer, go to your favorite e-tailer, and and, uh, and check it out. So thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. And, of course, Max's Tires, used by the great Alex Ray out there in Supercross and Motocross, developed by Jeremy McGrath, MXSTs, soft compound, medium hard compound, hard compound, uh, Minion mountain bike tires. I love those things. And uh, so please check those out as well. Maxis.com, UTVs, light trucks, tires, trailer tires, that kind of stuff. Maxis.com for more information. And the folks at Renthal from the Fat Bar 36 that Roxon used to win Supercrosses this year to the uh, uh, twin wall bar that AC runs to the Fat Bar that Eli Tomac used to win the Supercross Championship this year. Renthal.com has got you covered head to toe. Uh, whether it's here in America or over in Europe, uh, they've got so many championships and so many race wins since 1969. It's ridiculous. So uh, get yourself 7 eighths bar, get yourself Fat Bar, get yourself twin wall bar, get yourself Fat Bar 36 or maybe uh, uh, old school sprockets and chains, whatever it is, uh, they'll dial you in rental.com for more information on that. So, uh, thanks for listening again. I'm Steve Mathis. Let's talk about the Geico Honda test that I recently did with my buddy, Chris Kiefer. Kiefer, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? We got to ride a race bike. Bikes. Bikes. Plural. Yes. Fun. Geico Honda, the team that just won a 250 Supercross championship, reached out to us. Yes. And said... Hey, would you two like to ride some race bikes? We uh, we know your hardships, Steve and Chris, and we would like to uh, offer up our motorcycles for you to ride. And uh, I wrote a little bit about this in Racer X. And what was cool, not to jump ahead here, but it was cool because usually when you have these factory bike tests, they give you an allotment of time. They're like, hey. Oh, do they? You so only so could ride these before? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. They only give you like, okay, hey, man, you can ride it 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. So by the time you take photos and get your shit all done, you got 10 minutes to really pound out some laps and then you got to give it back. Not the case here. We wrote it. I was shocked when he, <laughs> when Josh came, Josh, right? Yeah. Josh came up to me and team, goes, team manager, team manager and goes, all right, 
Well, the rest of the afternoon, it's your guys' bikes. I'm he, like, he told me we're, we brought some chicken to barbecue and everything. You guys just ride. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> dude, I don't know if you were there, but my eyes just went bing. I lit up. I'm like, are you serious? So very cool. It's like a once in a lifetime opportunity to do that. So yeah, it was, so, it was a good time. Backtracking a little bit. If yeah. you listen to the Pulp Mech show, you'll know that a team that shall go unnamed, but rhymes with schmar schmacing. Yes. Said we could ride their bikes, their race bikes. Correct. They pulled four whole shot, or they pulled all four guys off the start at Washugo last year, and we love those bikes. And I am Blue Crew, and I thought it would be so amazing to try one of those bikes. And it was all arranged and done, and everything else. And we were looking forward to it, and it kind of wasn't happening. Right. And it wasn't happening, and right. it wasn't happening. And then another media outlet got to test their bikes. And it wasn't wasn't Will's fault. It was another gentleman's yeah. Yeah. doing Yamaha wasn't happy Yamaha yeah because we, we went through official channels yep you know so Yamaha wasn't happy and no one was really happy and so we're like okay well we we were offered a chance to ride it after that oh Weren't we? yeah yeah they course. said we could and we're like nah yeah, I'm out right I was so mad at the situation not because you know we didn't ride it that's fine like I'm no one who cares but just tell us if you promise something for a year and a half. And if you can't do it, I'm good with that. Just let us know. Hey, man, not going to work out for whatever reason. Got problems with you. They got problems with me. Hey, just don't want to do it. No problem. I respect it. But nothing was said. And then you get DMs. You get texts. Say, hey, someone else is riding. It's just it's just kind of lame. So, so nonetheless, they did us a favor. We had a red bike to ride. And yeah, so Geico said, you know, as, as listener to the show, they reached out and they said, well, you can ride our bikes. Yep. No problem. We'll let you ride, you know, our bikes whenever it works out. And, and then they had, you know, then this shutdown happened and we kind of, you know, they were busy and, and yeah. didn't want to put time in the parks, but they reached back out and said, here you go. Let's, let's test the thing. So we rode the test bikes of Carson Mumford and Joe Shimoda. Right. Uh, so the team came out, they were testing with those guys in the morning at Glen Helen. And they told us to come around. <laughs> so I don't. They come around, come around two, Steve. Let's start around two. And if you know Glen Helen, two o'clock. I, I don't ride at all. Very rarely. Okay. I was going to say, okay, that's a, that's a better. I, I ride analogy. very rarely. Yes. I haven't ridden for two months because I was up in Salt Lake for a month or whatever. And then right. it's been hot as balls. And Glen Helen at 8 a.m. till about 930. Fun. Fun. Yeah. About 9.30, I got to get out of there. So when Josh said, hey, you can probably ride them around two, I was like, two equates to probably <laughs> like four o'clock at a vet national. Oh Keep God. in mind, so I rode a tougher class at the World Vets because I switched my classes from my age group to plus 40. Because of the schedule. Because of the, the, the plus 45 was at the end of the day. Right. And I said, oh, no, I'm, I'm not riding Helen at the end of the day. I'll go in plus 40 because I'll be done by the second moto of the day in the second run, the second set of motos. Yeah. That's how much I wanted to avoid Glen Helen at 430. Right. Which and also is also what Heather acts like sometimes. GH which I'm used to. Yeah. So. So we got there around noon. Um, we'll talk about that. Justin, too, giving him the bike. Yeah, do it. But uh, uh, so I rode my YZ450 and it was already beat down. It was pretty trash that day. I mean, again, nationals are coming up. Right. So a lot of pros out there. Everyone's out testing. So if you guys don't know the difference, you've never been to Glen Helen, the normal Thursday without pro nationals, it's it's not bad. Noon, it's not so bad. It's pretty good around then. But pro national time, 
berms are blown out. They're pushed wide. So that means there's no good dirt. And there's crisscrossing in every turn. You can go inside to outside. There's these low lines off the jumps that are half off the track that come back on the track. There's just shit going on everywhere. It, so. It, it, yeah. So, but we, that's what we had to do. Yeah. To ride the Geico bikes. And, and, you know, we agreed to do that. So, um, Back up a little bit before we go to do that. So we ran the LCQ, Yamaha LCQ Challenge all year long. Uh, raised over $53,000 that went to five privateers. Cade Clayson uh, took home the most money. And uh, and the, the prize was uh, a set of gear from folks at Fly. Uh, two generators from Yamaha. That was the second prize. First prize was a 2020 YZ450F. And from Vortex to Works Connection to Guts to Racetech to Michelin to Roost, to FMF, to everybody, FXR, everybody gave a package to this bike. So you would get a bike and you would get it all done up. So much stuff. Yeah. And so the winner, Justin Lamb, a guy from Southern California. Yeah, Marietta. He bought four tickets the day of the draw, and and we picked his name out, random, Marx's randomizer he's got. (laughs) And so he, it worked out. That Yamaha's like, you want to come out to Glen Helen? And he, he's like, sure. He rides a KTM adventure bike right now. He hasn't had a bike since, uh, Seven 2014. Years. Yeah. Oh, 14, 14, okay. six years. S- yeah. Six years. Um, and he hasn't had a dirt bike since then. And he showed up and Yamaha came out with Mike Ulrich with the bike and Ryan Villapoto as well. That's cool. Yeah. RV came out, which was cool. Like he, he didn't have to do that. Right. Right. Um, I want to talk about RV testing your bike and oh. you, you and him getting into it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we gave the Justin a brand new bike at the beginning of the day, kind of like right before the motos and stuff. We did that at the beginning of the day, took photos, did a little video. Uh, we'll post it up on our social stuff and all that. But, yeah, we gave a bike away. That was cool. Well, what's cool about Justin was usually when these guys win the bike, they'll pick up the bike and bounce. Justin stayed and rode. Dude. Insane. Like, he did and like he two little motos. And he's it. Thursday, again, Thursday yeah. at noon, hasn't rode in six years, got a new bike. Doesn't even know what a 450 didn't, feels like. Didn't go on the REM track. No, went straight down the main track. And I'm like, I like this guy already. Yeah, no knee cups. He had Just no knee cups. running it. Yeah. So Justin was cool. Had an old Ford pickup truck. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was a cool thing for Yamaha, a cool thing for you to do, and it seems our, like the guy at, was very appreciative. At some point, he's just hanging out, and me and RV are just arguing about politics, <sighs> and he's calling me a liberal, you know, drunk, and I'm calling yeah. him whatever, and we're, you know, busting each other's balls, and he got like a live pulp show, like, segment. Yeah, he like got his, it all right, right in front of him. Right, right. He got a bike. <laughs> he got us two fighting. You know, he got RV, tacos. He got tacos. Yeah. No fixings. No fixings. But, uh, yeah, so uh, he got a full experience. So that was really cool of Yamaha to do that and RV to come out and everything else. And RV, uh, test road your bike. Yeah, so I was I was out riding, doing some things with my stuff and getting ready for Loretta's. And I was like, yeah, track's rough. I'll ride my bike before I get on the, the Honda. And... I noticed some things I need to work on. So I go, Hey, RV, I know you've been testing the race bike, ride my bike. So he rides it. He's like, you better, you better get out there. I get, get the screwdriver. So I'm going to need clickers. So I get out there. I walk out there. He does one lap. Ah, I can't ride this thing. The, the bar mounts are in the front hole. I can't ride this yeah, thing. Well, he, he is really adamant about this well, front hole. He was thing. on the show a few weeks ago with you. Yeah. And you guys got into it there. Yeah. I'm just yeah. not a front hole guy. I'm Travis six- Preston also thinks you're crazy. Right. Yeah. Stock production Yamaha comes with the mount in the front hole. Now RV is magically in on this. Dude is a freaking five four and he likes it in the front hole. Whatever. So that's what she said. Good one. Right. 
Uh, he rides it, doesn't like that. He comes up, fork's too soft. This whole thing's too soft. I can't ride. I can't push. Go go five in, everything. Five in, everything. <laughs> so I, I crank it in. I go. He goes back out. High speed and low speed? Just low Just speed. Just low speed, yeah. And uh, he does another two laps. And he got one good buck. And then you could just see, I was like, oh, he's out on this. So he comes back in and I knew my fork was soft, but I didn't really have that much problem with my shock. I thought my shock was maybe firm. And he come in, he's like, everything's soft. You need to go spring up on the fork, uh, spring on the rear. He's like, I'm telling all your listeners, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. He, he said you weren't there. He's like, Hey, Kiefer doesn't know how to test. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. He's tested for the race team for three weeks, and now he's the best tester yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. So he, I asked him, well, how much do you weigh, Arvey? He's like, ah, 180 something. He's like, but here's the thing. You know, when I ride, I'm going for it. I'm not just out here cruising around. So my stuff better be have some hold up. And I'm like, RV, I'm not as fast as you for one. And I'm 168 pounds. So. I ride a little different than you. He's hammering. He's rear steering. So we had a little disagreement on. So setup. yeah, nothing really worked. That, no, yeah, I, I should have yeah. never had him got right, my bike. Right, I should have right. just backed it down. He he did get on his own bike at the end of the day too. I think. Oh, he did. He did some laps on his own bike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I should have rode his bike. Actually. Yeah, you should have, and then just come in and be like, "What are you doing? Yeah, this thing's trash. This thing's garbage. Yeah. So yeah, he said t- to me like, uh, "Hey." Kiefer doesn't know how to test. I'm like, okay, all right, that, that's fine. All right, so, so that's where we're at. So, that's where we're at. Yeah, so, yeah. If I was a racer, I would be out. Right. I'm right. done. Um. So yeah, it was a fun time, and then uh, Justin got to get the new bike and everything else, and and all that. So, thanks to Yamaha. Thanks to everybody who bought tickets. By the way, if you're listening and you bought tickets, thank you. Appreciate that. Um. So the Geico test. So I went out. I did a moto, quote unquote, a moto. I did 12 minutes on my bike. I kind of hurt my back, like right away. <laughs> I, something happened like in the mid back area. It's, it's, it's Glen so Helen. rough. It's, I yeah. Mean, you can't get out of the holes. So I'm like, right away. I'm like, Oh man, like hurt a muscle. Right. So right. I'm like, okay, well I pull in, going to do some stretches or whatever. Cause I'm like, they're, we're going to ride this Geico thing at some point. And, uh, and you got two bikes to ride. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So did that came in, sat there for a little bit, ate some tacos, did some stuff. <laughs> some tacos. And then Josh is like, Hey, we're done. And it was only like one o'clock, like at one fifteen, right? It wasn't. No, it was two. Was it two? Yeah. Oh, You're okay. freaking arguing for uh, no, an hour no, no. and a half. I argued after. Oh, okay. I mean, that wasn't, but no. So anyways, I thought we got on a little early. So then I got over there and uh, the whole team was sitting there. You were already out on, on Shimoda's bike. Yep. I went on Mumford's bike. Um, the whole team was there. I'm like kind of nervous, right? Like you're like, they're all watching. Everyone's watching you. Yeah. Everyone's watching me. Yeah. And I, I haven't ridden a 250F. Yeah, tell them about this. In 2002, we got to do a magazine test. I don't know who it was. I think it was MXA. I think it was Basher. Somebody came to Redbud, and the day after the National, no, I'm sorry, after the second motos in 02. At Redbud? At Redbud. Okay. They rode all of our race bikes. Nick Way, Larry Ward, Kyle Lewis. Somebody, I think it was MXA. Yeah, I think it was MXA. I think it was Basher. Track was hammered. They didn't prep it. They just, yeah. there you go. Yeah. And so I rode Larry Ward's two, 250F that day. Right. 2002, Yamaha, oil tank, carburetor. That was the last time I rode a 250F. <laughs> After that, I had a YZ250, two-stroke. Then I got a KX450, and then I did got rid of that, and I didn't ride until you harassed me. Right. Basically, legally, illegally harassed me. Um, Honestly, it didn't take much 
persuade. Honestly, when we agreed to do this, I didn't know you were going to ride it. The Geico. Yeah. Oh. And you were just like, yeah, I'm going to ride it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because I just thought, you know what? I, I'm i like, okay, first of all, I don't know what I'm doing out there as far as testing. I don't ride 250Fs, but Geico Honda is offering me to ride their bike. Like, I need to do this. Right. Like, even if, you know, whatever. Right. And we brought Dallas out for photos. Yep. Dallas, Dallas, down a buddy of yours. Uh, so Josh is like, hey, the bike's ready. So I go over there. The whole team's standing there. And there's Mumford's bike. Yep. And then they're like, hey, the kill switch has a three-second thing. So if you go to shut it off, you got to hold it for three seconds. Yep. So it's a safety thing. Safety. So if the guys hit it, yeah. it's not going to shut off. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, what else? And they're like, I said, how different are these bikes? And they're like, ah, offset's a little different. Motor setting's a little different. They kind of like weren't. Yeah. They don't want to tell you. They don't really want to tell me. Yeah. Right. So because before you got to the area, I already left out. Yeah. And I go, hey. They're like, hey, you want to ride both? And I said, yes. But I just said, don't tell me anything. Don't tell me what the differences are. Just let me give oh. you feedback. Oh, so, see, I was like, hey, what's the differences? Because in, in, in the production world, blind testing, yeah. is that's how we that's, do it. That's how you do it. So I wanted to go do it the correct way. Right. So that's what we did. So, so you, you have a ton of time on a Honda 250. Production, yes. Production bike. Uh, we'll start with you because your, your opinion in this thing is the only one that really matters. Not uh, to RV. Yeah, not the RV. Uh, so I rode Mumford's. Well, let's get to the schedule. I rode Mumford's for about 10 minutes. And then I rode Schmoders for about five or six. And then I took a break. Then I argued with politics with RV. Mm-hmm. And then I got back on Schmoders for photos and video. And I did a few more laps as well on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my schedule. I rode, So I probably rode the two bikes um, 30 minutes, maybe max. Oh, really? Minutes. I thought it was longer. Okay. No, I think probably about 30 minutes. So, and what about you? So I got on Carson's bike just because Carson, uh, I ride with Carson a little bit. I know him from, he's, he lives up, not lives, but he has a track up here. And, uh, he's like, Hey, can you ride my bike? And also before I left, they're like, Hey, you know, some of these guys really fast racers, but maybe aren't the best test guys. So it'd be kind of cool if you kind of, you can sign off on some of these things like, Hey, are they too far out in left field? Is it good? You know, so obviously I'm not as fast as them. I ride different, but I can kind of pick my way around and say, Hey, where are these guys at? And I, and I know Carson and how he rides. So I took off on Carson's bike. And the first thing that I noticed is from the production Honda, there's not a lot of torque. If you guys have a Honda 250, you know what I'm talking about. There's not a lot of meat down low, but man, it, it goes from the mid to top and the overhead has a lot of that. So this Geico Honda has more torque. I'm not saying it has monster Yamaha-ish torque, but it has more pulling power down low. And then after that, man, you can let this sucker eat from third to fourth gear. I used fourth gear actually a lot. I don't know if you got in fourth gear at all, but man, I can uh, use fourth gear. Very, It's very usable, which is rare in a 250. Like you're in third gear most of the time and fourth for a short amount of time. I use fourth gear at Glen Helen a lot. So that's how usable and good the power band was. So I was impressed with the engine. Honestly, like I thought it would be a little bit faster than what it was, but for me riding a Honda, most of the time I appreciated the character. It still had that nice linear long character. Um, going to the chassis, Carson been really working with the Geico team and really trying to go um, because he came off of his amateur bike, so they didn't have A-kit level stuff in their amateur bike. So once you go to the pro bike, you have this A-level kit um, factory-ish suspension, 
and it's a little bit different. So he's been really trying hard with the team and Showa to work somewhere different. Like he didn't like Shimoda setting. He didn't like J Mart setting. He wanted his own stuff. So um, what I noticed about Carson's is it has a lot of hold up, but from being a guy that rides Hondas a lot, I know how rigid they can be. And they run these factory Honda clamps. So they run 24 millimeter offset. That's a little bit longer. And I was expecting it to be a little bit harsh, rigid, and just have that Honda character. And I was blown away how much comfort was in that chassis. I could jump in those bumps and coming off from my Yamaha, I'm like, fuck, this thing's way better. Like I can slam into stuff. It's really dead feeling. It was balanced. So overall for me, the most fun I've had on that bike was because of the chassis. I could lay it in the corners. I can slam into bumps. It just goes where you want it to go. And you still have enough meat to get out of there. I did have to learn how to ride a 250 again because yeah. I was in third gear in corners and I was like, Oh shit. I, I that's, I struggled with that the most. Yeah. Like I was going inside. Okay. First of all, the insides of the bottom of the Hills are smoother and they're, okay. they're shallow ruts. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they're easier right. and they're smoother. So that's where I'm going to go, except I'm on a 250. So I can't exactly pivot and get carry my speed up these Hills at Glen Helen. So that wasn't working out very well for me. So then I was kind of trying to go wide that whole thing for me was a huge adjustment. And I honestly, in that little time I rode, I never got it down. Like I never felt, yeah, I'm ripping. Right. I did. When I rode onto the track though, onto the start straight onto Talladega, yeah. and I'm on a Geico Honda. Yeah. I felt like raising my middle fingers. <laughs> What's up? What's up? I'm on a Geico Honda. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. Yeah. What? You know, I got, you know, all that, but I didn't, but it, it did make me feel good. Like I felt good. I know how you say I'm at a five. Did you feel eyes watching you as you rode out of the pits? Like, yes. Look, dude, yes. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like tryout, maybe Geico. What's up? Tryout. Yeah. Test tryout. Uh-huh. Um, so I like that part of it. That was cool. I know you said I'm at a five in my whole life. I was yes. probably at a five, 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 eight, five, eight, five inside your helmet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Happened. no one really saw that. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, so that part was cool. Uh, but I never got down and you have so much more time on these things and you're so much more better rider than I am. I just never felt comfy, but it was more of the two fifty F feeling issue yes because i'm just a vet guy i just go to the insides i turn my blue crew and i point to a straight line and i right. go so that 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 part was for me the difference but i don't care because i was on a guy go honda right you know I, mean? I don't really care um so we stopped after the first one yeah so when i yeah. when i did carson's you were out there you came a little later but you were out there i pulled in there was a group of guys which is I'm used to that feeling because when I test with Honda, there's usually five or six dudes and you, you talk to them. So I'm downloading the information that I felt from Carson's bike. You pull up and you... Diamonda? When you usually pull up, you die Monday? What's big, that? Big what? problem? Big problem, yes. Diamonda? Yeah, yes. That's what you do when you walk, when yes. you ride up? Uh, so I, we were like, okay, I download information and I go... Before I, I just stopped talking when you got there because I didn't want you to feel or know anything that was going on with Carson. So we swapped bikes. Yeah, you're on Shimoda's. I was on Carson's. Yep. Right. And then you went out on, on Carson's bike. I went on Joe's. And what I felt on Joe's, and if you guys are, you know, you know Carson and Joe, Joe is a really, I want to say almost Porcel-like type rider. He skips, hops, smooth, really. He's about 120 pounds. Right. Probably. 
but he's a real smooth rider. So I was expecting his stuff to be a little bit softer, which it was. It moved a little bit more in the stroke. It was farther down for me. Just so everyone knows, we didn't check sag. No. We didn't do the sag. We just no. rode them how they came. So I was a little low in the rear. I bottomed it out. So, But Joe's engine has more bottom to mid-range, and it what I call recovery. So if, if we are in third gear in the corner, I could fan the clutch a little bit, and it just gets back up in that meat quicker. Um, but it didn't have the pull up on top. Um, so then we get back. You rode Carson's, and... Steve, great job. When he, you, he he said the exact when, same thing. When you got it, you got it. You know, okay. you're just like, hey, this thing doesn't uh, pull as far as Carson's, and yeah, I was, I was, it was like a happy dad moment for yeah, me right well, there. Uh, yeah, Carson's definitely had more uh, mid to top, yeah. and I liked it better. Joe's shifter break, uh, Joe's break, break was high. Yeah. Joe's bars were wrote. I thought the bars were a different bend, but they were just rotated back. Yeah. I wasn't comfy on Joe's setup nor the motor because I was leaving it in, in, in whatever gear I was in. Right. And so Carson's top felt better and Carson's bars and cockpit felt better than Schmoda's for me. Right. So that that's immediately. And then something's going on with their clutches, Kiefer. Yes. And something's I, going on with their clutches, <laughs> Kiefer. We're not, we're I not gonna, was trying to get to the bottom of it. They weren't really telling me much. No. And immediately when I rode first lap, I knew exactly what they had in there and I pitched it to them and they're like, but you, uh, told, you said it to them. Like, oh yeah. 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 Okay. And they're like, eh. they, they talk like, and then you can always tell something going on with test guys because when you ask them, they'll look at you like deer in the headlights and then they'll look over at the other dude, but then they're like, nah, it's the same. But then as they say, it's not the same. The other guy will come in and whisper something in his ear, and then they'll talk for five or six seconds, and then you you expect him to say, "Okay, no." They'll be like, "Yeah, it's the same." The same. <laughs> and I'm like, "Call bullshit on that." Okay, because I even felt it more so uh, riding up to the track than on the track. Yeah, but I felt what I felt, and I'm like, "Okay, we got something going on with the clutches here." Yeah. Um. So, and they did. They, I will say this. They had a different test uh, cable on Joe's. Yeah. They were testing a different okay. clutch cable. Yeah. And Joe's clutch was a little bit uh, harder. Yeah. Um, again, just so people know, they're on a, a special Pro Taper bar. I run that bar on a KTM. It's called the Suzuki Race Team Bar. It's not available for the public, which is a very flat and low profile. Usually when you go to a Pro Taper bar that has a flat profile the, the adjustment in the, in the crossbar nope oh this is just just yeah. the bar bend yeah, yeah usually when you have a flat bar you have a lot of sweep this is very flat and straight so i like that bend a lot yeah. and carson and those guys usually cut them but now they're running them longer and wider yeah so i thought that was yeah. something special joe's bike definitely didn't fit me as well for me as heavy as i am and as slow as i am and these are pro rider 250s I thought it would be slower than it was. Both bikes slower. I did because of my weight. I'm okay. like, look, I'm not, you know, right. I'm too fat for this thing. And then I thought they'd be softer than they were. And, and they were both, I thought they were both stiffer than yep. I thought they'd be for my weight. And then they were both faster than I thought they'd be just because I thought myself, I'm so heavy for this thing. And I'm, and I'm going on the insides of the turn. And like, if I could hit the rut, okay and get up, I could get the front end up, up, up the hill. Oh, and, yeah. and you know what I mean? And this is a 250F, 450, of course, but right. on a 250, I, I have such a little experience that I was thinking I wouldn't be able to get the front end up 
coming up a hill. Right. But it was. It was fine. So, and I liked Carson's motor better, as I said. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took me a session or two to get in it, but I've always felt like uh, I ride 250s better because I can ride a more aggressive and push. So, when I was, I had a lap time on my Yamaha, I set, and then I went on Carson's bike, and man, it was... Later in, the, later in the day, it was better. Oh, it was better? Yeah. yeah just because I can hit the bumps harder. Right, right. Because my, obviously, I don't know how to test. My, my Yamaha sucks balls. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> Carson's bike was much better. Yeah. Um, it's just, for me, it's it gives you confidence knowing that you have every freaking thing on there that works. And they are not putting stuff on that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had me do a couple tests for them while I was there. So yeah. they had a, a different skid plate. So I tested that for them and they wanted to They should have called RV. Yeah. He would have told them. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. I did some stuff for them and they, we tried uh, different high speed settings for Carson to see if he can get some more hold up in a shock. And, but man, that, that show of stuff's really impressive. I know there's bits and pieces inside of that stuff that you you know obviously you guys listening can't get. Yeah. Uh, it has factory triple clamps. I I like that they went to a 24 offset versus 22. Kind of makes that bike feel more planted, easier to ride. And um, I I rode I rode uh, Chad and Timmy's race bikes back in the day, mm-hmm. steel frame 450s and YZ 250s. I rode K- K- Ferry's KX450 Supercross stuff Ugh. on an outdoor bike. Ooh. And now I've ridden a Geico bike. So that's my race bike experience. And I rode like Nick Ways and Kelly Smith's and all that. Right. But uh, I haven't, so I haven't ridden a factory bike since Larry Ward's bike. I don't even call that a factory bike. If you want to call, no, I would have rode Ferry's Cowie in 08 or 09. That's factory. Yes, that's full factory. Yes. The same thing applies to these Geico bikes that applied to those bikes. You have to ride them hard. That's yes. how they, that's how they work. Yes. And I was not doing that. They were still fine. Don't get me wrong, but that is, you know, for everybody who dreams of a factory bike, you have to have the speed to make the factory bike work. Cause <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And, and to RV's point, he pins it through some bumps that I don't. So he yeah. needs more holdup. Like, right. Uh, these guys are hitting bumps fast at speed and they don't want that chassis to twitch and move. Yep. So you need to have, uh, more holdup, which in for you guys listening out there, which what happens is that's less comfort. So you're getting more performance, but less comfort. So in the world of pro racing, that's, that's what you want. Yeah. You need performance. I had one sketchy moment on Shimoda's rear end coming down the hill, got kicked, rode the front end a little bit, kind of charging. Was that up. before the hip jump? Yes. The, yes. yes. I that, saw that. Oh, you did. That yeah. was when we were doing video. Was it? Okay. Yeah. 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 That was, that was, a, that but was you a, came down hot. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I do. Um, <laughs> fly racing racer X podcast, fly Please check them out. Thanks to the folks at Maxis and Renthal, of course, as well. And race tech talking about hold up and suspension, uh, pulp 20 is the code to save racetech.com. They can dial you in. Uh, thanks to those guys for everything that they do motor work and suspension work and all of that. So, uh, and again, thanks to Josh and everybody, the Geico team, the mechanics were super cool. Everybody was cool. Um, can so I tell we, a story real quick? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, uh, yeah. So basically one of the things that I noticed right away, and I told you, and I asked you this, you figure, you figure there's about 20 pounds difference between my production Yamaha, which has two tie bolts, by the way, Ooh. two tie. Where's those at? Um, Seat? Yeah, I think, where did I put one? I don't know. I just had one in my toolbox. Why would you put them on your bike? Ah, I thought it was cool. So, uh, you figure 20 pounds difference between the Geico race bike and my 450? 
Okay. Is that what you figure? Yeah. Yeah. You you kind of told me that. Yeah. Like I was wondering because the weight limit's two twelve for two class. Oh, I think it's two fifteen. Okay. And they're, they're probably not on the weight limit. They're no. probably two twenty ish. Yeah. They're probably five pounds over. And then, so whatever my Yamaha weighs. 240? Yeah. yeah, I would say if it's the Geico bike and your bike, it's pl- over 20. Yeah. So for me, man, like getting on 250F and then having that lightweight, like that was pretty cool. Right away, I'm like, oh, yeah, like this thing's so light. Like, you know, the finish line jumps. Yep. You could come into that right-hander after the finish line jump. And I remember coming in one time and, and one line on the left was really rough. And I'm like, oh, like I saw the corner of my eye, like a new line that I hadn't seen the lap before or two yep. laps before. I'm like, I want to go to that one and just you know, turn it, let off, turn it. No problem. The Yamaha, I would have been going like I had enough speed that I just plowed through. I would have just plowed through to the outside rough line. That's just a classic example of how light it was. And that's what people think. Like you're a heavier dude. Two fifties are still capable. Even production ones are still capable to haul your ass around the track at a good level. But now you got these bikes that handle better. And then let's face it. That's, you know, they're stiffer bikes. So it's going to be better for you in the long run. Yep. Um, so anyways, what's your story? Well, the story is Steve felt like, you know, we had to do video. We didn't say this. So Kyle Callings out there, he's doing, um, the spectrum series. So if you guys have seen that, I'm sure they follows the Geico team around, follows Christian Craig around, does these cool videos. And so, he's oh, di- yeah. oh, by the way, go ahead. Craig was out there with us. Yes. I cut him off at one point, <laughs> but I just cut out, I just run out in front of him in the track. Oh, you're off the track on onto the track in front yeah, of him. Yeah, I was off the track. Got it. And I came torpedoing to him. Yeah. And then he grabbed brakes, you know. Yeah. And I missed him. And then you jumped right in front and of him. And then I jumped right in front of him. And we yeah. got a picture yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty sweet. So <laughs> it's not good, Christian. Okay. Sorry. So we're doing video, and part of the process is, hey, you know, we got to get action shots. We got to do this. We got to get some stuff in for the video. Uh, so Kyle's out there and says, I, I go, hey, did you get enough stuff while we were testing? He's like, no. I didn't get enough stuff, so we need to go shoot some more. So this time, about this time, I'm I'm low, you know, getting my shit back on, getting ready to go back out, so I can help Kyle get some more video. And I'm looking for for Steve. Well, this is about the time when he's talking politics with Ryan, and he you know, so I go, hey man, are you gonna ride today? What the fuck are you doing? Let's he go started out. getting into stuff about the deep state and like the deep government, the world one world government. <laughs> Too deep. And then at some point, he's like, I don't even understand it. And I'm like, okay, well, so why are we arguing about it? Anyways. So I finally get his ass out there. I'm, you know, circle jerking around for the camera, Steve. I go, Hey, we're going to do two passes each little area. We're going to move around the track and we'll get the whole track eventually. So we made it halfway around the track. Steve stopped his bike, came over to me and goes, are we done? Are we done? This is what you said. uh, Are we good? Are we good? Hold on. Oh, let me finish. And you're, you can, you, you're not making you're, you're you're exaggerating. No, half the track. What do you mean half the track? Because we started out by Talladega, right? And you weren't even out there yet. So I did that section. Oh, I went up the hill. I did that section. Okay, I was doing that for Dallas. You were taking stills over there. Yes, with Dallas. Right. So I was out there, but I was doing the. Talladega. You're doing a straightaway. No, I was doing that left-hander before you jump onto the Talladega. Oh, okay. I was doing that, and that's where that shot came from. Dallas captured an epic shot of me, by he the did. way. He did. That's a good shot. It is a really good shot. That's a cover shot. That's your toes pointed in. Everything's it, good. It's fantastic. Yeah. Anyways, so I was doing that. Hold on. Let me finish. Okay. Uh, Steve looks at Kyle, the video guy, and me. is like, are we good? And I go, 
uh, no, so we got to do this section and that section, and then he's done. He's like, nah. <laughs> he's like, I think he, nah, you got enough. That's good. And Steve just rides out. He, he leaves. And Kyle looks at me like, is he really leaving? I go, oh, yeah, he's done. Yeah, no, <laughs> listen. Uh, listen, it had been a long day. It was GH. At 6. At 6. It was 6 o'clock. It was. It was 6 p.m. And I know I was on a Geico bike, but I was, I, I'm not going to keep circling. Like, first of all, you're what really matters in this test. You know the That's bike. bullshit. You're, uh, people want to know what you think. Yeah, yeah, but for all the reasons I just laid out, like, it doesn't really matter what I think or anything else. Like, I don't have enough experience, and I'm not fast enough to... It's you're the guy, okay? I'm so, not the guy. People want to know you're because you're the average dude. Average dudes shouldn't be at Glen Helen at 6 p.m. <laughs> we'll talk about that, too. Average dudes should be gone by 9.30, 10.00. There's so, a lot of people out there at 6 p.m. Yeah, well, uh, I, that's what we're talking about. But okay. anyway, so, yeah, no. And also, too, like, I like cowling, but his videos are just, they're overdone. No, they're, they're great. That's fine. You say great. I say overdone. <laughs> he He's very good at his job, and he's a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But when you watch his videos, like, he has... Way too much stuff. Like what? Give me an just, example. Just, just you know, he's gonna flags sh- blowing slow mo. Yeah, yeah, and he's gonna show me on you, like at you know a one frame a second, you yeah. know, going into a turn. Like we're good, dude. We're good. No, that's awesome. And also, like I'm too tubby. I don't look good anyways on a bike. Like you know what I mean. So like he got enough of me. That's <laughs> it. just the way you went about it. Yeah, that's it. I go. He's like, okay, we're going to do this, and then that one over there. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we're going to do, too. He's like, nah. Yeah. Nah. No, I think you got enough. Wow, you got enough. I'm yeah. good. And just went. My, <laughs> my back was sore, and, and I had enough of GH at that point. Uh-huh. I did find a sweet new line that I was like, maybe I should have Blue Crew out. And that, that ended quick after yeah, you got back. You're like, yeah. He yeah. wanted to ride later, and he's like, no, nah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So, uh, But thanks again to Kyle and and uh, Jeff Myshack and Josh and everybody at Geico for this opportunity. I hope you guys enjoyed the video coming out. Geico team, we're going to have a little pre- teaser video. Yep. You're going to write a story. Yep. Uh, we're going to pump this thing up. And, uh, and so another factory reached out to us. Yes. Today. This could start something. Yes. This could start another something. Another factory said, hey, that looked like, you know, what if we do this? Right. And we're and you and I are like yeah yeah let's go I'm in this is this is great this is all great for me yeah uh, I will be surprised though it, it, that if the if the Geico team heaven forbid if they run into injuries down the line this summer we don't get at least a call oh at least I mean, a, at least a are you in shape you right. know at least a, like you've been riding look it we were hooked up some GPSs and there's GPS on those bikes yeah they're gonna know our lap times they are and they're gonna be impressed they are they're, they're gonna, gonna be, be really like impressed. damn what are we thinking so. Uh, to wrap this podcast up, um, so thanks again to all those guys. Uh, this is what you touched on this earlier. Yeah, thank you, Kyle, but fuck you. I'm done. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's not fuck you. It's just you're good. Um, so, yeah, we're out there at 6, 6 o'clock. Yes. This track is like Baghdad after USA bombed it. I mean, it With is. With water on it. It's Yeah, it's Beirut. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the coalition of forces dropping bombs on Baghdad. It's. Worse than Heather on our worst day. It's terrible. And I got to say, like, and I mentioned this to you, like there were guys coming in the gates, like after work, I guess we were leaving. They're coming. Yeah. I guess after work, right? Like, um, there was a guy on a 1992 CR 500 out there. There was a guy with no numbers on a Yamaha. Like on a YZ two fifty two stroke, like like you would hate him because he had all mixed match gear. (laughs) And I'm just like, 
the track is garbage <laughs> with water on it. Yes. And God bless these dudes. Ripping around. They're just ripping. They're, 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 they're all on the main track. They are, they're not on REM or anything. No. You know? They're um, just, and there's. Craig was out there doing a the moto too. Christian. Craig was, didn't start till 430. Yeah. And, and I guess because it, one, it's rougher. It's safer. And there, there's people that actually show up for like a second part of the day. Because most of the people that, like you, want to ride when it's good, show up. It's packed. It's sketchy because there's shit everywhere. People are going everywhere. Now it's evening time. You know, it's hacked out. You learn a little bit more. Probably a little bit safer because it's rough, so you're slowing down. And there's dudes, blue-collar homies out there. There's a guy on a CR500 out there. Yeah. Just yeah. riding in this Dude, crap. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and so... And I've I've been visor to a lot of tracks. Tip, visor tip to those guys. Like, <laughs> a little. I'm not doing that. No. Like, I'm not. I'm only there because I get to ride a Geico Honda. You're armadillo in that. You're just rolling up yes. and you're out. Because I, I have to say, I have a mixed bag with Glenn Helen over the years. I don't like the people that run it always. I don't like the things they do. I don't like the World Vet Race. It's unsafe. Oh, my they God. They don't care about. They don't care about anything but money. Blah, 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 blah. But you cannot find tracks with hills like that. No. Anywhere, almost anywhere in the world. And the last two times I've been there, one with Wygant, mm-hmm. you board a O'Neill gear, caused a big ruckus <laughs> with JT. Yes. And then an RM2, RMZ250. <laughs> and then you and I went for, what did we go for? Uh, you were down here doing some stuff. Pro Circuit. Yeah, yeah. The shop oh, the upstairs. Shop clean video. No. We, oh, we, yeah. Upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, and I got to say, we got there. I rode right at eight or whenever they opened yep. and I had a really good time at that track. The last two times I've been there, uh, in very enjoyable days at that because it's, it's semi smooth. It's watered, you know, prep pretty good. Yep. And, and so I was kind of back on Helen, like I'm back on the Helen. And then this is, yes, yes, this today. is the dilemma that you have with Helen because you will have good days. You will ride good. You will come home satisfied and then you're so stoked. You will go back the next week. And it is not the same track that you were at one week ago. Is it a layout thing? It's a no? moisture thing. Moisture thing. And it's the way they prep. Some days they'll prep it deeper, have more water in it. Now, this track is open Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays. Oh, so it is now. Okay. So, so yeah. there's moisture in it constantly. But if they rip it really good, and of course there's not 300 guys there, you will have an epic day. That day I went out with Wygant when you caused all the controversy with the O'Neill gear. Mm-hmm. I ate shit on the wall. I, cr- I jumped into the wall mm-hmm. and broke my muffler and my helmet and couldn't walk for a while because I had hematoma on my leg. And I still had a great day. Yeah. I went back out after that crash. Right. Even. That's how much fun I was having. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the, uh, so, you know, the potential of the Helen is there. Mm hmm. It's just, it's just it's, not consistent. It's not there at World Vet Weekends, and it wasn't there yesterday. <laughs> it's much like a woman, Steve. You have great yeah. days with her, and then yeah. some days are not as good. Yeah, I guess so. Um, cool. All right. Anything else? What if this turns? What if this other factory team lets us ride? Uh, what I, if this turns into like? We could just start a whole new page on PulpMX.com. Just factory bike tests. Hey, if you're listening, you're another factory. We're happy. We're here. Oh, we're available. Yep. Yep. You know, put the stopwatch on us. We're fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. That was good times. Uh, and to uh, Mumford and Schmoda, sorry about any kind of damages to your bikes. Or Carson was stoked that you rode his bike. Oh, he was? Yeah. He 
took a video of me. Yeah, he's yeah. I didn't get shit. He took the videos of you. Right. So that tells you something. Yeah, I like Mumford. No, he's uh, a good dude. He's a, he's the he's a Mumphy land. Yeah, Mumphy land. I don't like a lot of amateurs. You don't like a lot of amateurs, right? You approve of Mumford and the other kid. No, I approve of Hamaker. Hamaker. I've never met him. Okay, but everybody tells me he's like super humble, super cool, great yeah. family. Everybody says that. Mm-hmm. So I like him. I like Mumford. And you like Yoder. I like Yoder because Yoder's dad was cheering me on the last time we rode Helen. His dad was windmilling me. Yeah, he was rooting you on. Yes, so I like Yoder. Yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah. oh, I, I like, yeah. You like Yoder. I like Yoder. <laughs> I, uh, and also, mm. I, <laughs> bring it to me. Bring it to me now. <laughs> mm. Um. And then, oh, I like, uh, uh, I think Ryder Francesco too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. All right. Other than that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a pretty... Oh, I like Aiden Kiefer, too. Yeah, he's all right yeah, sometimes. All right. Yeah. It was, it was a nice experience. I appreciate everybody at Geico. There was, I mean, the whole staff was there. I mean, everyone's there, right? Yeah. And... Uh, that show a guy used to work at... Uh, where did he used to work? I don't know. You were talking to him? Yeah, he was a show guy. That's why I know uh, him. No, he used to work somewhere else. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, I've worked with him before. Okay. And so okay. when I was doing my race team, how, you know, right. we did that great thing last year that we didn't do anything with. Huh? Hangtown Impala. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that might that might get me the call. Your performance at Hangtown Impala may, they may skip you and go to me. Yeah, you're the, you're, you're the first call before <laughs> they call me. Because that was Scott awful. Yeah. Uh, so, again, thank you to the Geico team. Buy some insurance from Geico if you can. Yes. That's great. Uh, thank you, Fly Racing. And uh, oh, that's another thing. You, you almost caused more controversy. You brought another competing brand of gear Look. to ride the Geico bike, caused a massive issue going on in our group text. Look it. I'm just trying to... to <laughs> Why get... are you poking the bear? <laughs> because I don't like surprises. And I was told, you know, the, the Shift Fox guy, like, hey, are you wearing that stuff? And I go, no, I'm not, because I'm a fly guy. And they're like, well, that is the team. You probably should be wearing that stuff, so... I had to bring the shift gear just in case I get there and they're like, well, can you wear shift gear? Because that is our team sponsor. I don't want to piss anybody off. I had it ready. I was just prepared, but I'd sent the message to JT going, Hey man, just heads up, bro. They asked you to wear the shift gear on the yesterday at the track. Yeah. The, before we got there, not yesterday, oh, oh. before we showed up, oh, like, Hey, okay. you might yeah. have to wear it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but I need to tell JT because what if I had to wear it? And then all of a sudden, there's pictures out there in the world, and you know how that's going to go. <laughs> a shitstorm, right? So why didn't you have to wear it? Or are you just... No because way? I asked the guy, they're like, yeah, no, don't do what you want to do. Yeah, okay. So... Because I was wearing fly. Yeah, everything's fine. Right, okay. But I was prepared. Just poking that bear. First, the O'Neill gear on Wygant, and then the photo of a shift stuff. Hey, JT, just want to stir that up a little bit. Yeah, you, you caused so much problems for me. I got to deal with all these issues. I got to clean up all your issues. You know shift is done. After this year. Yeah. Wow. It sucks. No, I think they have 2021 gear, like Answer. They have Answer gear. Like Answer's... No, I think the shift line is, is done for oh, 2021. Okay. Oh, okay. So it might just be Fox. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, great day to Helen. Thank you, Kiefer. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate I appreciate it. you lining it up. You did that. Yeah. And I was done, Cowling. I was done. That was it. You're smoked. <laughs> hey, we're going to do this one section over here. Yeah. Nope, that's enough. If he could have fucking slow mo that, that would have been great. <laughs> that's all I got, bro. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. You know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. No problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.